Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the September 24th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2238 through 2246 of the Catechism. The duties of citizens. 2238. Those subject to authority should regard those in authority as representatives of God, who has made them stewards of his gifts. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Live as free men, yet without using your freedom as a pretext for evil. But live as servants of God. This loyal collaboration includes the right and at times the duty to voice their just criticisms of what that which seems harmful to the dignity of persons and the good of the community. 2239. It is the duty of citizens to contribute along with civil authorities to the good of society in a spirit of truth, justice, solidarity and freedom. The love and service of one's country follow from the duty and gratitude and belong to the order of charity, submission to legitimate authorities and service of the common good require citizens to fulfil their roles in the life of the political community. 2240. Submission to authority and co-responsibility for the common good make it morally obligatory to pay taxes, to exercise the right to vote and to defend one's country. Pay to all of them their dues, taxes to whom taxes are due, revenue to whom revenue is due, respect to whom respect is due, honour to whom honour is due. Christians reside in their own nation, but reside as aliens. They participate in all things as citizens and endure all things as foreigners. They obey the established laws and the way of life surpasses the laws. So noble is the position which God has assigned to them that they are not allowed to desert it. The Apostle exhorts us to offer prayers and thanksgiving for kings and all who exercise authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life godly and respectful in every way. 2241. The most prosperous nations are obliged, to the extent that they are able, to welcome the foreigner in search of the security and the means of livelihood, which he cannot find in his country of origin. Public authorities should see to it that the natural light right is respected that places a guest under the protection of those who receive him. Political authorities, for the sake of the common good, for which they are responsible, may make the exercise of the right to emigrate subject to various judicial conditions, especially with regard to the immigrants' duties towards their country of adoption. Immigrants are obliged to respect with gratitude the material and spiritual heritage of the country that receives them and to obey its laws and assist in carrying civic burdens. 22.42. The synod is obliged in conscience not to follow the directives of civil authorities when they are contrary to the demands of the moral order, to the fundamental rights of persons or the teachings of the gospel, refusing obedience to civil authorities when their demands are contrary to those of an upright conscience, finds its justification in the distinction between serving God and serving the political community. Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. We must obey God rather than men. When citizens are under the oppression of a public authority which oversteps its competence, they should still not refuse to give or to do what is objectively demanded on them by the common good, but it is legitimate for them to defend their own rights 
and those of their fellow citizens against the abuse of this authority within the limits of the natural law and the law of the gospel. 2243 armed resistance to oppression by political authority is not legitimate unless the following conditions are met. 1. There is a certain grave and prolonged violation of fundamental rights. 2. All other means of redress have been exhausted. 3. Such resistance will not provoke worse disorders. 4. There is well-founded hope of success. And 5. It is impossible reasonably to foresee any better solution. The political community and the church. 2244. Every institution is inspired, at least implicitly, by a vision of man and his destiny, from which it derives its point of reference for the judgment, its hierarchy of goods, its lines of conduct. Many societies have formed their institutions in the recognition of a certain preeminence of man over things. Only the divinely revealed religion has certainly has clearly recognised man's origins and destiny in God, the Creator and the Redeemer. The Church invites political authorities to measure their judgments and decisions against this inspired truth about God and man. Societies do not, not recognising this vision or rejecting it in the name of their independence from God are brought to seek their criteria and goal in themselves or to borrow them from some ideology. Since they do not admit that no that one can defend an objective criterion of good and evil, they arrogate to themselves an explicit or implicit totalitarian power over man and his destiny as history shows. 2245. The Church, because of her commission and competence, is not to be confused in any way with the, with the political community. She is both the sign and the safeguard of the transcendent character of the human person. The Church respects and encourages the political freedom and responsibility of its citizen. 2246. It is part of the Church's mission to pass moral judgments, even in matters related to politics, whenever the fundamental rights of man or the salvation of souls requires it. This means the only mean this means the only means she may use are those which are in accord with the gospel and the welfare of all men according to the diversity of times and circumstances. Okay, we finish here the um, the section on the um, honour thy father and thy mother on this fourth commandment and that this um, and we're looking at the duties of citizens and here again it's part of the very rich social teaching of the church and uh, it shows us basically that we should we should do our utmost to be a productive member of society. If that society is outwardly Christian, fantastic. But even if it's not, that uh, it's not about withdrawing totally from society or founding a new society, but to be products, uh, to be productive members of our own society as we are, to help our own nation, to help our own town, to help our own country, to help where we are. Where God has put you. God knew what he was doing when he had you born in a particular place and in that place you are meant to, you have the vocation of doing good. Doing good to those around you, not just to other Christians, not just to your family, but to do good. To do good to all. And this is, um, this is what the Christian is. There's this very famous letter of Diognetus that it quotes here, uh, although it didn't have the, the quote 
that to say that the Christian is as the soul to the body, so the Christian is to the world, the Christian is to society, that we are expected to pay our taxes, to obey the rules, unless in the very strict circumstances, if there's something that's against um, that's against our uh, against what's right and wrong, against our belief, but especially our belief in what is right and wrong. So that, for example, if you're a Christian uh, doctor, you can't permit, you can't commit an abortion, or a Christian nurse, or anybody, you can't be involved in something like that. It's not good for us. Or uh, again, the abortion is the one that always comes to mind, but there are many other. Many other things that we could we could show that if you're in a Christian business, if you're an accountant, you shouldn't be helping to launder money, or if you're working in a business, uh, you shouldn't be uh, involved in slave labor. That there are many places where, unfortunately, people workers are mistreated. We shouldn't be involved in this. We should try to have our best to get a job that is something where we can work with dignity. To work quietly and at peace with those around us. Then it gives some very uh, strict uh, guidelines if that is impossible, how we can resist. But again, it's not that the Christian should think, how can I resist? How can I overthrow this terrible government that we have? How can I make a better world? It's not this. The first aim of the Christian should be, how can I live where I am and make things better? How can I help those around me? It's only when this is totally impossible that we're called to something else and this we need to do with a, a lot of prayer, with a lot of discernment, uh, with a lot of help from the Lord. But especially, again, we shouldn't see everybody as an enemy. We shouldn't see the world as somehow or other evil. Uh, everything has disgusting, everything has fallen because the world has been redeemed by Christ. It's true, concupiscence and sin remain until Christ comes back again in glory. But in the meantime, we're expected to be where we are, to be good members of society, to help those around us, to live well, and by living well in this life, to prepare ourselves for the life to come, to prepare ourselves for heaven. So this is, uh, this is what the Christian are meant to do, to lead the way to heaven, for those around them to live well, so that you can find heaven, and that by your example, by your prayers, by your help, those around you can also find heaven. So we finish today with the uh, in brief section. 2247, honour your father and your mother. 2248, according to the fourth commandment, God has willed that after him we should honour our parents and those whom he has vested with authority for our good. 2249, the conjugal community is established upon the covenant and consent of the spouses. Marriage and family are ordained to the good of the spouses, to the procreation and education of the children. 2250, the well-being of the individual person and of both human and Christian society is closely bound up with the healthy state of conjugal and family life. 2251, children owe their parents respect, gratitude, just obedience and assistance. Filial respect fosters harmony of the family life. 2252. Parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children in the faith, prayer and all the virtues. They have the duty to provide as far as possible for the physical and spiritual needs of their children. 2253. Parents should respect and encourage their children's vocations. They should remember and teach that the first calling of the Christian is to follow Jesus. 
2254, public authority is obliged to respect the fundamental rights of the human person and the conditions for the exercise of his freedom. 2255, it is the duty of citizens to work with civil authority for building up society in a spirit of truth, justice, solidarity and freedom. 2256, citizens are obliged in conscience not to follow the directives of civil authorities when they are contrary to the demands of the moral order. We must obey God rather than men. 2257. Every society's judgments and conduct reflect a vision of man and his destiny. Without the light of the gospel sheds on God and man, societies easily become totalitarian. Very well, so we'll continue tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll be looking at 2258 through 2262. God bless.